Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Box Set Pod episode 16. Howell and Jamie here. We have got a special podcast today. We've got Jonathan Ross, big star in the UK, uh, talking about Studio Ghibli. They've got a brand new film out and it's one of the best film box sets that you can get the studio ghibli films really phenomenal and um, we're also doing the interview for our radio show that we do as our full-time job uh, it's going to be put on both so we might be talking about things other than box sets as well but jonathan is such a good guest and he's such a good laugh that we've got to get him on um, also five danger field talking to us in a bit and a little surprise in a moment i'm just ringing somebody up who isn't expecting us and uh, as usual, we're asking you to recommend the box set pod to three friends. Which three friends could you recommend the box set pod to? Please do, and then we can get guests the caliber of Jonathan Ross more often. Thank you. Welcome to the box set pod episode. What was it? Sixteen, I think. Howell and Jamie here. We talk about box sets, TV box sets. Everyone loves them. Hello. Ah, is that Sophie Davis? It is. Sophie Davis, bet you didn't expect this call. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Sophie, this is what happens when you email studio at theboxsetpod.com. We call you back. (laughs) We track you down using the CIA's database of phone numbers and Sophie's on. So you might not remember, Sophie, I'm just going to talk about you as if you're not here for a moment. Sophie emailed us a couple of weeks ago from studio at theboxsetpod.com and she started talking about getting a a recommendation for her next box set. She had seen lots of things like Green Wing, Arrested Development, Kingdom Hospital, things sort of comedy related or hospital related because she is a nurse. So we suggested Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Sophie. Yes. What happened after we recommended it? Firstly, had you seen it? <clears throat> um, no, I hadn't seen it. Um, but um, I, I'd already, like you guys just quest, um, suggested the Mighty Boosh and everything to me. I'd already seen that a lot when I was younger. Um, so I thought, okay, I'll have a look at Got Us Marengi. Thankfully, it was like on it was on Channel Four on demand the whole season. Of was it? it? Oh, Is it on there? Yeah. yeah. So I got to watch it all. Thankfully. Um, I did start watching it, but I did start watching it after a night shift. <laughs> so you were really you were tripping out, basically. I, I was. I did have some strange dreams. <laughs> but um, but um, I spent um, last weekend watching it, and I watched it all in a day. Wow! And it was it was just amazing. It's great, isn't it? It's such yeah, a good show. It's so good. It really was. How would you describe it to people who don't know the Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? Literally one of the most surreal things. It's um, so similar to Mighty Boosh. Yeah, yes. yeah, it yeah. is in its weirdness. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, definitely so surreal. Like you said, um, it's 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 supposed to look crappy, but the dodgy effects and like um, the lagged soundtrack, it all adds to its charm, and it's just uh, it's just it's all forgivable because yeah. it's so hilarious. Yeah, totally. But 
Yeah, it's definitely one of the most surreal things. Actually, you emailed back and you wrote something really good, right? Um, Sorry to humiliate you. Um, writing skills in front of you, but it's brilliant. For those who've never seen Garth Rangi's Dark Place, imagine a place between Tuesday and Purple. <laughs> between <laughs> between the 80s and Cheswigs. Now think back to Sapphire and Steel, Death Watch, and certain episodes of Doctor Who. Welcome to Dark Space. That's some, that's br- a, that's awesome some brilliant review. writing. I Thank mean, you very much. We've got Five Dangerfield on in a bit, you know, trying to force-feed yeah. him madmen. And um, uh, to be honest, you're that's you've already got the job of you know better guinea pig than five. So thank you. Uh, that's why we thought we'd ring you. But thank oh, you very much. So you've watched the whole thing, and uh, well, what now? If you've watched the whole thing, what's next? I I don't really know. I haven't. I've not really found anything still yet. I've just um, been watching the new um, Netflix original. Um, Which one? And the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, oh, yes, brilliant. I've been watching that, the Tina Fey stuff, the Tina Fey yeah. show. Jamie tweeted yeah. from Out the Box Set Pod uh, that that was his new favourite. It's amazing, the theme tune. <laughs> Can I ask you a favour, by so the way? catchy. Jamie, when you put an opinion on Twitter, we put a little J at the beginning of it, right? Oh, yeah. it's like, I don't want to be associated with my opinions. My, well, no, it just makes <laughs> us sound it, like Howell. one person. It's just weird. It's like, this is my new favourite menu. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it a great theme tune, though? Really, I find it like really, um, like it sticks in your head for a very long time. Yeah, it's but, so good. It's yeah. so catchy. Have you done? It really is. What else is Netflix originals? Have you done Orange Is the New Black? Oh uh, yes. It's good. Yeah. Did you like that? Oh, I loved it. Good. <laughs> it was, I was brilliant. I think I must have watched. I think I watched the third series. Now, what about where the, where the, what about the series that started the box set pod in the first interview, Marco Polo? Mm, I haven't watched it. Now, that one, I've, I've, I've finished it. Have you? I finished it, and it is good, but that, it, it's hard. It's good, but it is a, yeah. it's like a hard watch. You're like Sometimes some shows you have to work out a little bit too much sometimes, but it, it has some really good bits in it. It's just it's not like compelling viewing. Yeah. I worry about our old mate Benedict Wong and whether he'll get another season <laughs> there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It does seem to be cost a fortune as well, you know. Yeah, I know. I can yeah, tell. cost ninety um, million. God. Oh gosh. Well, I was, I was going to say, um, my, my my boyfriend, my partner, is, is called Josh. Um, he, he, I use his Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he he watches everything on Netflix. He's a Netflix addict, but he watches these things and usually recommends me to them. And I think he really likes Marco. Good. Oh, that's good. I good. think you really did from what I remember. I really but, like it as well. I, mean, I just find myself doing that thing because they're so big and meaty, the episodes, that I, yeah. I find myself coming back to it so slowly that I, that I yeah. worry for it. I worry for it. Yeah, it is a bit like yeah. Sophie, have you, so, have you been watching... So you, do, you, do you like Kimmy Schmidt then? Um, yeah, I finished the... Stop I finished rattling the your foot. <laughs> Jamie's <laughs> tapping his foot on the thing here. Sorry. Sorry, carry on. Are Kimmy you Schmidt, like, you like it, yeah? yeah? Yeah, I finished the I finished the series in a day again. <laughs> in a day? Why are you right? Okay, next one for you then on Netflix. Community. <laughs> um, I'm a really big fan because those guys um, do a podcast as well. Don't they do they? Harmontown. Yeah. Actually, um, incidentally, there's a great it. documentary on Netflix about Harmontown. Have you seen oh, that? Really? Yeah, no, just I Google it. It's a. I'll, I'll just search it on the thingy. So, have you watched Community? 
I haven't, no. Um, but I, t- I started listening to the podcast and I just started watching Community last night. Oh, good. Oh, you're going to blooming love it, Sophie. Yeah. <laughs> it's five series it. as well, so you'll struggle to binge it in a day. And, oh, that'd be great for me then. And how about Chuck? Uh, no, never watched it. Oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> look, there's a science fiction bend on that. There's a science fiction bent on it uh, that, yeah. that that I think you'll like. Um, I'll have to try. Well, keep us posted, Sophie. Um, I will do. Uh, and keep us keep uh, sending us some of your wonderfully worded reviews because uh, <laughs> you're very good at it. Oh, thank you very much. It, just, it takes me a couple of days. If you want to send us an email, like Sophie did, studio at com. We'll reply, won't we, Sophie? You will. Right, studio <laughs> at theboxsetpod.com. Shall we get the other guinea pig on now, Fife Dangerfield? Ah, oh, that sounds good. All right, we'll do that, um, although he'll have no idea that we've been talking to you because we actually recorded him before you. <laughs> Here he is. Hello, Fife. Fife. Theme tune. I've forgotten about it. I know. I, I, I've had it ready. I've completely just, forgotten. Just, it's been so long since we had Fife on the box set pod. So Fife Dangerfield was uh, is in the Guillemots. He is Fife Dangerfield. He played uh, "She's Always a Woman to Me" by Billy Joel, and uh, he is our guinea pig. So it's been a while, right? For one reason or another, Fife, we've had different specials. We've had long interviews. We've had stuff. Essentially. We have surreptitiously given you the chance... Given you time, sir. ...to get your teeth <laughs> properly into the box set experiment of Mad Men. The question we asked last time Fife was on... We've given you time to get your binge together. He got, uh, be, he got beyond the four-episode rule and still didn't like Mad Men. Now, normally we say it's uh, all right to drop something after four episodes. Well, when you say episodes. I didn't like it... Well, you, you just weren't compelled to carry on. Yeah, but that's different. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, well, but, but the point is this: we, point is we had to force you, you to carry on. We forced you against your will to carry on watching Mad Men, and so the well, last, which I feel bad about, to force me. Yeah, <laughs> and so the last question we asked was: we extended the experiment. We said, okay, well, the the guinea pig's job now. The man who hasn't watched many box sets, he is our guinea pig, and his job now is to watch to the end of the first season and see if he's going to move on to the second. And we promise, Fife. We promise that if you have done so and you still don't want to watch it, it ends. That we'll leave you alone. <laughs> it ends. It ends. We'll move on well, to I'm another trying, thing. I'm trying to think of a guinea pig noise. I was going to go, but that's that. Guinea pigs don't do that, do they? I don't what, know. What I've heard guinea pigs it? having sex, but the. Great, great. <laughs> well, uh, that's all we've got time you know what? for. You actually, I'm sorry I keep pulling you up on things here, but go on, um, go on. you actually told me to watch to the first episode of Series 2. Oh, okay. Oh, really? oh, Five. Right. Well, that, that, that's what you said. That's what we said. There we go. All right. Have yeah. you have you have you done it? What's happening? Take us take us through. What do you think I've done? I think you. I think you've watched <laughs> another series of Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> it is about time I watch Jericho again. Is, is anyone? I wish someone listening to this would watch Jericho and, and side with me. Oh, no. Same studio at the box yeah, We've not heard com. anything. You know, actually, if, this the problem is people who watch Jericho can't use emails. That's the problem. <laughs> there's um, I there's a well, there's a Jericho House of Cards crossover. Actually, there's an actor. Don't don't ruin there. it. Yeah. Don't ruin no, I'm not, it. I, I'm not ruining anything. Oh, I know the actor. The, it's the it's, computer he, guy. It's, 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 oh, it's, it's great. Tusk. Tusk is the dad. Great. Uh, Jericho. Uh, Five, right. have you watched Mad Men season one? You really want me to, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I have, I have 
but I haven't started series two. Right, oh. but but let's 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 just see. Then you've got to the end of series one. You watched the so amazing this... the amazing episode of the end of Mad Men season one called you know the Carousel episode, which is one of my favourite episodes. You got through all of that. But where did it leave you? Kind of the same, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how dare oh, they! Well, right. you know what? That's it. All right, that's it. So ultimately, <laughs> it's not getting in the spaceship with you. Is that correct? No. I mean, look, I, I, I don't not like it. I just don't. It, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't stay with me. <sighs> that's well, and what I find it, it, it's sort of like. Um, in, in the in the immediate aftermath, it does stay with me. So, so say I've watched an episode, the next day I'll kind of be thinking, oh, it'd be good to watch, you know, I, I should watch another one tonight. But um, whereas with some things, the longer you leave it, the more keen you get. With this, the longer I leave it, the more I forget. Right. And the, more, the, the, the less I sort of... I mean, I, you know, I, I really... Care. Yeah, I mean, I really don't. It's not that I don't like hey, it. You know what? You but, know what, Fife, you've done your penance, man. You yeah. don't have to feel bad. You, you gave it a full series, and if it's not for you after watching an entire first series, it's not for you. But it, I think this is interesting because I really, uh, I do like it. Like I, one thing I noticed was I watched, um, I watched one episode on sort of instead of on the TV, I watched one episode on my computer with headphones on. Yeah, um, and that was interesting because um, somehow that thing of hearing everything so much more closely, and I guess being even slightly closer to the screen and so on. Um, All right, yeah, that's what you've got to do. Enjoying... Right, season two, you've got to watch hanging upside down from your door frame. Okay, <laughs> I guarantee this is the way to watch it. Yeah, right? is that it? No, but it was interesting doing that because um, it got I, you in the world, Mike. It's very much a well, world, man. Man, kind of picked up on in it, which which I, I haven't got so much from watching it on the TV, was um, you really kind of heard the, the kind of silence a lot of the time in the, ba- in the background and the kind of awkwardness. And, and the sort of, I got much more of a sense in that episode of this kind of unease un- yeah. un- underneath it all. Okay. Which I thought was really powerful, and you know, I, I do think it's. Um, I'm not saying this because uh, you know to appease you, but I, I, I do. I think I think it's I think it's good, but something yeah. about it just doesn't compel me. No. I, I probably I, I may well get serious to at some point, but yeah, I, I don't I don't get what you get about it. This sort of evangelical. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nothing else matters in my life okay. except Madman. Well, that's the experiment you know over. We yeah. know that Fife has no taste. That's the... Oh, <laughs> Fife, well done. Listen, you know what? Well done, yeah. Um, in a word, are you going to carry that's on with it? That's it, isn't it? I'm not, I'm not going to get any more calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, do you, <laughs> do you, are you, are you going to carry on with it, do you think? Is it like something that you feel like... Is it that book that you'll go, well, I'm still reading that book, I might carry on with it? Yeah, exactly. It's sort yeah. of like that. Okay. And it's because I had to pay for it as well, so that's, oh, that's yeah. even more. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? Didn't we make inclined. a claim that we would cover, we'd reimburse yeah. you? We owe you yeah, £14. Right. Well, pounds. Send me uh, 20 quid in the post, whatever. But that's the thing, so I've oh, got to buy Series 2, pounds. and that's a bit of a kind of, hmm. do I want to spend another whatever yeah, it is? Yeah, I suppose. Yes. Fife, uh, where do we send him next? What's the next experiment well, for Fife? Can we talk about House of Cards? I, I'm afraid I'm only halfway through. My girlfriend's, in, my wife, sorry, is in London for a month. But I've watched the entire thing, so I'm at a different point to you guys. Okay. Uh, I'm, I thought it was absolutely bloody brilliant. 
I think it's... But you see, this, even talking about this, if someone's listening, everything we say is going to be giving... I'm thinking of the listeners. Yeah, clearly you haven't yeah. listened to the uh, the episode last week, the director's commentary, where we talked about an entire episode without talking about it. No, I haven't, it. yeah. I yeah. haven't heard that one. Um, uh, anyway, what I, I think it's... Uh, well, I, I think it gets better as it goes on, you know. Yeah, definitely. it's a slow burner, the, the third series. You know what I've realised with this one? Um, the cinematography is amazing. Has anyone right. else been no- noticing that? No. Like the shots. I noticed it in earlier, like uh, on the earlier series. Oh more, my God. The, the shots of him in the Oval Office and stuff. Some of the framing of the shots and things mm. is stunning. Really, yeah. really good job. And the music's yeah. great as well. Five, you're a musician. Have you noticed the music? I have. It, it, it's, very, um, it's very understated, isn't it? But yeah. it, it, it works. Blink on, blink, blink, I think blink. it's interesting how like, you... Um, it's a bit disconcerting. Well, when he's not doing well, and you, you kind of realise how much, yeah, how much of, of of what you liked about it before was just this guy who's is kind of unstoppable and might momentarily yes. struggle, but will always. And, and then when you have episode after episode of him of fail, um, yeah, for a failures. while failing, it, yeah. it, it's it's and he, he seems to very quickly just lose all his kind of. I found that slightly unrealistic that he'd suddenly just sort of become... Right, okay, yeah. Well, I, I was... Uh, I think it's about you a lot while I'm watching it, Fife, actually, because things... <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very like uh, Frank Underwood. Yeah, because of anyway. things you said on a previous uh, podcast about it, but if you haven't watched House of Cards yet, um, I mean, it's another one of these things that tests whether how much you can like a protagonist. Um, I mean, he's yeah. done some awful... Like, the worst of things, and yet in this late, latest series, I've really found myself rooting for him. Well, that's the thing. I think that oh, you came across an interesting point there, Five, when you said, like, part of the enjoyment has always been watching... And it's the same with Breaking Bad with Walter White in watching these characters that aren't always that likeable... In a put into a backed into a corner where you think that the you know the the, the all this all this shit's hitting the fan. Sorry, Howell. Oh, yeah. Jesus, you two. It's hitting the fan, and you think how they're going to. <laughs> and then somehow Frank Underwood or Walter White they get out and they find a way out of the situation through the brilliance through the manipulation so yeah I think that's part yeah. of the love of it right we've got to wrap this up Five. Okay, so tell me three box sets that people tell you to watch that you haven't started watching yet uh, Dexter Dexter Ooh. okay yeah, um, yeah. Hmm. West Wing have you done West Wing I started. In fact, I, I literally have the box set of West Wing. Me and oh, wow. me and my lady bought it a couple of years ago. And we're like, right, we're going right. to watch West Wing this weekend. We watched one episode and we just got bored. Oh my word! Okay, right, right. This right. is the next mission. Here we go. Right, you're going to do four episodes of West Wing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, here is the provisos of the West Wing. Firstly, <laughs> it looks very nineties. The pilot. I'm not surprised you turned off. Yeah, it's very dated. Should I, should I skip the pilot? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Maybe watch the pilot, but. Um, Try and and the thing you've got to get beyond with the West Wing is incredible amount of patriotism and flag waving. I mean, it really is enough to turn the stomach. But you're really selling it to me so far. Oh yeah. Well, it was. That's what I really struggled with. I went into Jamie's bedroom once upon a time and he was watching I'm this sure you've program. Been in Jamie's bedroom many times. Yeah. I to get out. I sat and watched West Wing with him and I absolutely poured scorn over it. And this is where we first thought of the four episode rule because I realised after four episodes I, could, I couldn't. I couldn't. I leave the room. It was brilliant. I told so, him to get out. Um, but I did start like halfway through season three with him, and then when I went back to the beginning, I thought, God, this looks old. 
But right. if you like House of Cards, Fife, and you want to see the flip side of that, you want to see a side which says the people who work in the White House are really, really trying to do a good job. There isn't underhandness with the people in the White House. There might be people outside, but inside the White House, this is what these good people are trying to achieve in a difficult situation. That's what the West Wing is. It's like your half-hour version and much more positive of uh, House of Cards, okay? Right. Um, and Martin Sheen is just... House of Hope. House of Hope. Yes. So, Fife, House of Hope. Give it a Hope. go. Give it a go. Get that box you out. Know, because okay. the pilot's a bit ropey, give it five episodes. Five right? episodes, Five right? episodes, and then make your judgment. We'll let, you, let us know what you think. Okay. Good okay, luck. Guys. Thank you. There goes Fife. So now we await our interview with Jonathan Ross, one of our favourite stars in the UK. He's hosted a talk show like Letterman uh, for years. He is a very funny guy and he also knows his films really well. When it comes to box sets, he's uh, well up. But we're going to be talking about the Studio Ghibli films, which is a DVD box set worth getting. The Studio Ghibli films, if you've never heard of them, just amazing. They'll make you laugh and cry. Waiting for Jonathan now. Damien, how are you there? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I've got Jonathan here for you. Morning, how fellas. How are you doing? Morning. There you go. That's a prop on welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, how are you? I'm okay. A bit knackered. Cause I've been doing. I've been sitting in for Steve Wright this week, and then last night I had to do my talk show as well. Oh. And we had Russell Crowe and it was fine, but he kept us waiting for about an hour. So we're all ready to start, and he oh. arrived looking like a sort of trampy lumberjack and then he went upstairs and I figured oh, he's going to get changed and he just went upstairs and made lots of phone calls and then he came down still looking like a trampy lumberjack but we would have been sitting there waiting but it was a really good shot he's actually to be honest with you to be fair I've interviewed him a few times these, that was the best he ever was because really? I was so pleased with this movie that he directed so he's happy to he just was like I mean he told us some great stuff I don't know whether to leave it in he told us he told us where his two children were conceived one was in a cupboard <laughs> yeah. and then afterwards he went well maybe cut that out mate and I went well it's a great story he went oh, alright then <laughs> so I'm, hope, I'm hoping they'll leave that in it's just every single story about him seems to make him out as such a massive uh, well I think he has his moments you know what I mean yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know as we probably all do but he um, yeah. He, I, as I said I've not, I mean I interviewed him first before Gladiator came out did I, was you? In, I was in LA doing the film show for the BBC and that before they kind of said oh there's this film it might be quite good and I always loved Ridley Scott so I went to do Ridley, I met him then, and even then you could see he was... Yeah, I think he's one of those actors who's just a bit uncomfortable being an actor sometimes. Yeah. yeah. On the one hand, he loves it sometimes, but other times it's sort of like he wants to be a, a man. He, he wants, wants to be a real man. Yeah, he wants to be up, you know, shoveling shit on a farm somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe he <laughs> yeah. does as well. So anyway, but he was good, but, it just, but I'm a bit... That's why I might sound a bit croaky, so apologies. That's all right. Don't worry. If someone that end can boost Jonathan's level a little bit, he's just a bit quiet. Can um, you boost my level? Boosting. I'm being boosted as Boosting. we speak. Oh, yeah. That's Thank you. Film. Thank you. Right. New Studio Ghibli film. It's been a year since we spoke to you about the last one. Yeah. Um, I cried at the trailer last year. I think I remember talking to you about crying at, ad- crying at adverts. That was The Wind the, Rises. The Wind it? Rises. That was The Wind Rises. Very and, different kind of movie. Yeah. Watched the film then and it was oh, just amazing. One of my favourites. So this one, The what? Tale of Princess Kaguya, Kaguya, Kaguya. Right, let's Kaguya. let's just. That's uh, all I'm saying. Anyway, I think if you just say it with confidence, people don't question. Kaguya, Kaguya. Let, <laughs> let's cut to the chase, Jonathan. The issue here is Studio Ghibli. Um, they're not like mainstream, certainly in this country. So let's pretend for a second. Let's do some role play. You're working at HMV, Jonathan. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I come in. I'm a massive fan of Mamma Mia and Sex in the City. <laughs> you know what? I can tell from your voice that you. <laughs> so you gotta sell me. I'm coming in. I want to watch. Oh, well, well, can you start? Can you for the sake okay. of role play? Can you start with a knock? Like is the door? Is well, right? Okay. I'm walking right. in. All right. I've knocked. Right. I've knocked on the H. Not, who knocks on the door? <laughs> HMV. Oh yeah. Jamie. 
he does. Genuinely. Right, no wonder they're got, shutting them all down. Right, right. Pretend we've got <laughs> a speakeasy. All right. All right, I'm knocking on the HMV door. All right, here we go. Oh, come in. How? Hi. Um, uh, hello, HMV attendant. Hello there. How are you doing? I'm looking for a new film to add to my library collection of well, films. Well, you've come to the white place. What kind of movies do you like? I like uh, Sex and the City, anything with uh, SJP in. Wow. Well, I love anything with SJP in as well. You, like me, are clearly kind of in touch with the gay side of your personality, and that's a good thing. <laughs> Too Can right. I suggest stepping outside of that for a second, though, and taking a peek at a new animation from the Masters in Japan? Don't be scared. Come back here. Uh, Studio Ghibli is <laughs> name some people say ghibli i say ghibli okay and it's a new film and it's based on a fairy story but it's actually like watching a work of art on screen it's like a painting unfolding before you i've never seen an animation like this one before and i think once you've seen it you'd be recommended to all your friends although of course you probably don't have many (laughs) (laughs) quick question um is does kim cattrall get naked in it no uh hold on now this is when i feel compromised because on the one hand i want to say yes just to sell it to because I'm figuring by the time you've got home with it, I can lock the door here at HMV, which we know is pretty uh, formidable, and you won't be able to get back and get your money back. But no, there's no naked Kim Cattrall, which I think is probably a, a tick in its favour, isn't it? Yeah, but what is this film going to make me do? Is it going to make me cry? Is it going to make me laugh? Or it's going is... to make you do all those things. There are scenes early on when you will definitely laugh. There are scenes near the end when you will perhaps cry. But at the same time, I think you'll sit there and it will almost be like meditating. It will wash over you because I don't know if you've ever seen any of the uh, the work of the Japanese masters of brushstroke, but this is not animated in the modern style. It's not CGI. It's not the bright popping colours that you're used to in like a Disney movie. This is like a beautiful kind of pastel piece of work. It's a it's, a, it's almost like a, as I said, it's like an art experience, but with a beautiful heart and a beautiful story. How can you resist? Wow, you've sold it to Thank me, you. Jonathan. Thank I'm going to buy the box set. Well, that's that, because I get, I believe I get a kind of a bonus for everyone I sell here at HMV, so I think I just worked very hard to earn about 2p there. That's a really, <laughs> I'm going to have to up my game if I'm going to make any money. Did this cost, uh, I, was, I was reading uh, some of the notes before, 5 billion yen it cost, which could be 25 quid, I don't know, but I've I imagine no it's more than that. I think it was quite expensive, that's because it took about eight years to make. And they did. It is animated, you know, it's old school hand animation, none of the kind of computer whiz that they can do now, which does cut some corners. But, but, you know, in a way, you can see why they would want to do it that way. It is an incredible, I mean, genuinely, it's an experience unlike other animated movies, even the Ghibli ones, which I love. It doesn't look or feel the same as them. And at the same time, it's probably going to be, this is Aisou Takahata, who's the director. The main guy everyone thinks of for for Ghibli is a guy called Miyazaki. Miyazaki-san and Takahata-san, they started the company together way back when, you see. He's made a few masterpieces as well, normally kind of sort of sadder films than Miyazaki's, and this is probably going to be his last film. They haven't announced it, but he's, I think, 79 now, so I suspect this will be his last film, and I think he wanted to go out on a high like Miyazaki did. I'm pretty sure you said that this time last year. No, that, that was the other director. That was yeah. Miyazaki. Oh, right. Um, I can't wait. I just love them. Do you, Where does this rate compared to the other Studio Ghibli ones? Do you, you think? know what? It's very, well, I always find it hard to compare movies anyway, but the thing about this, because it does look and feel so different, not just to their films, but like almost all animated films, it's kind of very hard to compare. I mean, seriously, it is like watching, you know when you see those beautiful old pictures of like, you know, the, the huge waves rising and uh, the kind of bamboo fields that, that came out of feudal Japan, it feels like it belongs to that period. Mm. And the story, it's based on a very famous fairy tale over there from about the 10th century, I think. So it's a really old story, but a really beautiful story. The equivalent would be maybe a little bit like our Thumbelina or something, because it's a little baby, an old woodcutter, a bamboo cutter goes out and finds a tiny figure like a model of a child 
in a stalk of bamboo that he cuts in half. And when he takes it home, she turns into a real girl and grows up very quickly. Mm-hmm. And those early scenes, when you see her being animated, it's it's remarkable how they've captured them. I mean, it really is. It's just I've never seen that level of skill when catching a child in, in an animated film. So so it's it's a beautiful experience, but it's very different to all the others. Certainly, if I had to say, you know, is it in the the top five? I'd say it is. I'd put it up there with the best ones for Miyazaki. And I think it's my favourite from Takahata because his early one that was a big hit was um, called Grave of the Fireflies, and that was about an experience that kids had after the bombs had been dropped at the end of the Second World War. So that was wow. kind of, it was incredible, but grueling. You know what I mean? Not What's one that one called again? That's yeah. called Grave of the Fireflies. Okay, and yeah. it's, it's yeah. well worth watching, but yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's uh, draining because it's a very emotional thing. Well, right. maybe you could get me one of these films, Jonathan, for as a present, because I'm about to get married. Yeah, um, Jamie's getting married. In fact, well, he's just told us today that his wedding speech is going to be uh, pretty much made up on the day. Do you think I'm that's doing, a good idea? Yeah, that's one of the worst ideas I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that right, is one of the worst. You're not seriously going to just make up the day. Why? Uh, well, I, I'm a, I, you know, I thought I'd just throw it together after a few drinks. What? What's... What's your advice? Give me My some advice tips. is don't. My advice is do not throw it together after a few drinks. Don't even throw it together when you're sober. Spend a bit of time working on it. Presumably you like this person you're getting married to. Yeah, she's wonderful. But presumably you might want to stay with her for a while. Yeah, I'd like it to work out. Okay, even if I put it in a very pragmatic terms here, there will be times in, and this is a, true of any relationship, there will be times when you have minor rows, okay? Yeah. Do you really want to arm her early on, give her something that she can throw straight back at you? Like, and that wedding speech you did was the worst wedding speech anyone's ever heard. That's, you're, you're, it's almost like you're kind of loading the gun for her now. You're absolutely right, actually. What, Think what, ahead. Plan ahead. I need you in my brain all the time. Yeah. What was your... What was your speech like, Jonathan, at your oh, wedding? Oh, mine was probably terrible, actually. You know, I can't really... Well, we got... I've actually, well, why am I taking advice off you, then? Well, because I'm older now. Now I would do it properly. Well, we got married sort of three times. Always the same. The first time we got married, we got married in Vegas, and that was a bit of a mistake. Well, I got uh, married in Vegas last year. Hang on. Yeah, um, we didn't, you know, we thought that was... I mean, we thought it'd be fun, but it was kind of weird. And this was before Vegas is the modern place it is now. Well, we, See, we went up into the hills and had 45 people come out. It was beautiful. We well, had a proper lovely. wedding, really. But we, we went to a little chapel, and we had, like, four people and an Elvis impersonator. You know, it wasn't great. Um, and this was this was when literally when I was there. I'm not making stuff. Sammy Davis Jr. was still performing Whoa, in Vegas. That's no. how long I got married. Yeah. So that was way back when. Second time we had a sort of ceremony here in England for our friends to come with us. And the third time, weirdly, this brings back to Japan. We got married in the sort of Hello Kitty theme park, <laughs> San Rioland, and the ceremony was conducted by a giant talking tree. <laughs> yeah, that was the best one. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh, well, thank you for the advice. Easter is coming up, Jonathan. Yep. Lazy time approaching. Nice. What are your favourite box sets? My favourite box sets to watch, you know, well, I'm still working through some of the, the new ones. I mean, I only finished, uh, towards the end of last year, my wife and I only finished Breaking Bad. Right. Okay. And that, because we didn't watch it when it first went out, and that's got to be, I think, possibly the greatest TV show ever made. Better than you know, Mad Men? Will be. Mad Men never really got into it. I found it a oh. bit slow and a bit, you know, I just didn't. I mean, I liked, obviously, I liked the clothes and I liked the girls in mm. it and I liked the setting, but the drama never particularly grabbed me or gripped me. Um, love the X-Files. You know, you might want to dig them out again. The yes, X-Files, yeah. a huge, I just recently bought the kind of huge box race out of that. And I also bought 
all recently all of the Star Trek series. Oh, all of yeah. them. really? Every single one. I figured I'd go through from the beginning, and I mean, that's got my wife's going to hate that because, but she lies in bed next to me at night playing Farmville Two on her iPad. <laughs> okay? So she's there, sort of like you know, baking pies for imaginary people and saying, "Oh, I've got to go and collect my strawberries." So I'm kind of allowed to watch Born Identity as many times as I want, and I'm going to now move on to Star Trek. I think and work my way through the whole lot. That's going to take me years. What about Game? You know, Game of Thrones is yeah, coming back. Yeah, Game of Thrones, but I'm watching that the minute it comes out. You know, I mean, I'm not box setting that or saving that up. You're binging yeah. it. You've got no. I'm watching it the minute it's out i mean i've seen all the previous ones so it's now it's starting again in i think end of this month and that march is back on tv so i'm going to start watching just weekly you know last year i was lucky someone i know worked on it and they sent me links to the the episodes before they were uh, released so i was a bit ahead of the game and we made them that sounds illegal no no it's okay it's not it's not illegal i'm a celebrity uh, and i watched the first like four or five right but then the supply dried up, so we had to wait four weeks for the next one. So we'd actually, oh. it was, we'd made a terrible situation for ourselves. Yeah. This time last year, we asked you for your advice on who we should get to turn on the Blackpool Illuminations. Yes. You suggested David Walliams and Graham Norton. Do you think we bettered you by getting Peter Kay? I think you bettered everyone by getting Peter Kay. And Peter, <laughs> yeah. you know, especially, you know, for Blackpool to have Peter Kay, that's a big thing. I tell you who should get this year. Hmm? I tell you who's up there soon. I'm not sure. You, you might know this. I'm not sure who's that is. Tim Burton's shooting a big part of his new movie in Blackpool. Did oh, you know really? That? Mm-hmm. I know this because my wife wrote it. Wow. No so we will be coming up. So you're going to have, coming soon to Blackpool, I'm probably, this is probably a terrible thing. I probably shouldn't be telling this. Samuel L. Jackson's in it. <gasps> so you're going to have Tim Burton and Samuel L. Jackson wandering around outside the pound shops. Okay? <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Uh, and they're going to be up there. I won't tell you when, because maybe I've said too much already, but we're going <laughs> to pop up as well and visit them. So, so maybe... you're going to come and see us, yeah? Well, we might do. I don't know. It depends. Listen to this. This is what happens happens with Jonathan, right? This time last year, we ended our interview, right? And I said, Jonathan, this is when we were launching our podcast. I said, Jonathan, we love you. Here's here's my phone number. Oh, here we go again. Give me a ring. So needy. After the <laughs> thing you said, I will. I'll ring you. I'll ring you later, boys. You, yeah. you said you'd I'll, ring I'll Howell five back. times. You said it. I mean, I don't mind you being honest. I never ring. And then I sat and watched. watched I'm the like phone. a toddler. When you're not in my line of vision, I forget you exist. Right? <laughs> you know, I'm out. Myself, I mean, I'd normally here in London. I scoot around. Okay, it's the best way for me to get around. It's very quick and it's I very like dangerous. It. Well, that's what my wife says. However, when I wife places, she always says, "Will you text me to tell me you're there safely?" I always forget so about four times a day she imagines i'm dead and that's kind of like the worst thing so if i don't bother keeping in touch with my wife when she fears the worst why am i going to call you yeah that's a really good point in context however when we're up there i will try to remember i don't know when we're coming up uh, it's kind of up to my wife's schedule but we will be up there but you should get get because tim burton believe it or not when jane was talking to you about it she said Oh, you know, this big end scene, I think it'd be great is this place, because the, the rest of it takes place, some of it takes place in Miami, some of this film takes place over in Ireland somewhere. Uh, it's a weird fantasy film. It's going to be massive, I think. And Jane said, oh, you know, I love this place. We go to this place called Blackpool. And Tim Burton said, I love Blackpool. <gasps> and he's been there several times before, apparently. He loves Blackpool. So, you know, you've got someone who is a great character, brings a very different fan base to Peter Kay, let's be honest, <laughs> uh, but loves Blackpool. Well, what do you want? Wow. Wow. And if he got Samuel L. Jackson with him as well, that well, would just be the icing. Yeah, because he is, you know, apart from me, one of the coolest men on the planet. I just want to see his reaction to, like, the Madame Tussauds and stuff. <laughs> I think he'd take it in his stride. I mean, he's, yeah. as long as there's somewhere nearby he can play golf, Sam's happy. That's it. <laughs> yeah, there's as lots of crazy golf. Yeah, if he can swing a... Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. Take him, to, take him to the crazy golf. I don't know whether hitting it through a windmill is quite the same for him, but I'm sure he'd get it. <laughs>
Oh dear. Right, well, Jonathan, thank you. It's a pleasure. Um, we will we'll ignore the phone call in the future interview, but we will take one retweet, okay? I'm going to have a look in my phone and see if I've still got your number. I'm sure I'd yeah, have I a look. Howell, uh, H-Y. Did I take it down? Like, okay, yes, yeah, you did. You pretended to take it down. Come on. Yeah, you had your imaginary phone out. Hold it. I've got my imaginary phone out again. Let's have a look. Go to contacts. Y in H. No. H-Y, not H-Y-W. Yeah, yeah, H-Y-W, nothing's come up. <sighs> I, I put H-Y in, the name Ian came up, so there you go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're lucky Ian. Ian. <laughs> All right, no, I must have, but you know what this is? I've had about three phones since then. You know how fast the world moves. <laughs> you know how it changes, so, you know, it well, might just, be one of those primitive iPhone 2s or something. Well, make sure, you know, when you come up to Blackpool, just have a little thought in your head. Just try and link together. Oh, I'm, I've got to remember to go and see Howell and Jamie. I think I'll, I'll get that in my head. Okay, Good. I'll try. I will try. Final question. It must be seriously difficult to deal with this every day from people because you're such a personable guy. You know, we, we obviously interviewed Peter Kay last year. Peter is very, um, his family and his life is sacrosanct to him and he's very careful about those things. You are such a lovely bloke and we want to spend all day with you, but everybody does. It, it must be really difficult being as famous as you are. You say everyone wants to spend all day with me. Try telling that to my kids. If I pop around their house, they go, Dad, what, are you going soon? Because we've got friends coming around. You know, and they you know, they want to get their herbal cigarettes out. They don't want me there cramping their style. So, uh, no, you know, I, I like people. I like being out. I mean, there are sometimes, everyone has a, a moment. You know, I'm, you know, someone brings me a salad when I'm expecting a steak. I might fly off the handle. You never know. But uh, everyone has their moments where they're maybe not as uh, giving as they perhaps feel they should be. But no, you know, I kind of, look, I've got a great life. I can't complain. I'm just, I'm sitting on my back. So they're talking about cartoons I like to uh, what's her name again it's Jamie and <laughs> Jamie and Steve yeah. Jamie and Ian uh, no but I'm talking to you guys about something I love you know it's, I have a nice time so I try and remember that when I'm out and about and if people want to say hi to me I think well you know this is uh, I'm very very lucky and one of the reasons yeah. why I'm enjoying such a lucky time is because of you so hey how you oh, doing well, thanks thank you. let's have a hug yeah. you know? let's end on one little role play again let's pretend you're the Jeremy Clarkson's boss okay <laughs> oh and god I'm asking you this. I'm Jeremy Clarkson. I walk in the room. Are you going to fire me or not? Uh, well, you know what? I don't think you could do it with just Jeremy in the room. You need Jeremy and you need... Y- Here's the thing. All this nonsense at the BBC, and you know I've got form there, so I know what it's like. But all this <laughs> nonsense. When something like that happens, you don't need an investigation. You don't need to say, we are looking into it. And That's a way of putting up a smoking. What you need to do is, like, if, if you had a, a regular work set up and say it's happened to work, you go, guys, come in here now. What's going on? What did you do that for? Why did you do it? Do you think, okay, it's up to you now. Shall I get rid of him? If you want me to get rid of him, I'll get rid of him because he can't do that. Or do you, do you want to give him another chance? Great. Okay, you want to shake hands, don't do it again. Get out there, you silly buggers, and carry on. That's mm. kind of what you yes. do yeah. at any other workplace, right? And maybe you take the person, do you want to talk to me personally, quietly first? Do you want to? But you wouldn't get some other bloke who normally looks into big things and say, okay, we're doing an investigation, which is costing money and taking time and making the whole thing even bigger. Just deal with it the mm. next day. You know, find out, oh, something happened. Because that's, that's what happens in the real world. Yeah. You know, and in, even in media, you know, even if if that happened, I mean, I employ people because I make my own show. If that happened in my office, I would talk to them both separately. I mean, you know, because I'm in charge. I would talk to them both separately. Then I get them in a room together and say, guys, can you carry on working together? Is it going to be cool? Okay. By the way, this happens again. You're out. Come on, let's move.
That's it. If we did anything like that, our bum wouldn't hit the carpet on the way out the door. Well, we'd there you go. But I mean, well, if you hit each other, they'd probably love it, though, wouldn't they? Yeah, great. They'd be noses pressed against the glass. Drama. Build. But you know, it's uh, it's like, those sort of things do happen. I don't know what happened and why and where. And we none of us really know for sure yet. But but what you're saying is you are probably going to be the next host of Top Gear, yeah? I don't think. You know what? My complete lack of knowledge of anything to do with engineering and motoring, I think, might rule me out. You could take but, a scooter in there. I'd be, yeah, scooter gear with Jonathan it's Ross. Wor- it's even worse because my scooter is one of those ones with three wheels. That even other scooter riders look down on. But you know, I, I would. I, I'd be quite surprised if if. Jeremy isn't back on Top Gear. It, yeah. I, I would love to see Low Gear with Jonathan Ross starting <laughs> next week. No gear. That's what it has to be. <laughs> Jonathan, thank you so much. It's a pleasure, guys. Lovely speaking to you again. Lovely and I will try to, to remember to give you a call when I'm up in Blackpool. You haven't got my number. It doesn't matter. No, but I'll we will Jamie. tweet you, okay? We'll <laughs> accept Twitter. I've got Jamie's number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I saw talk- Jamie last time I was up there. We just didn't tell you. Yeah, we talk all the time. Yeah, we just great just night, didn't we? Man, FaceTimed. Whoa, those <laughs> Jaeger bombs blew my head off, you crazy monkey. <laughs> Jonathan, thank you so much. It's a pleasure, guys. Take care. Take care. See you, man. Steve Wright, clap. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Love the show. <laughs> when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.